From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. I'm messing with the producer. Hey! <laughs> it is the Big and Wild Outdoors. It's Braden Vince. Good morning. <coughs> and Bill, Bill George. Good Bill morning. And BJ. BJ? Yeah, I'm going to call her BJ. Why BJ? I like, I like it sounds better. I liked Uptown Julie Brown. You like Julie Brown, bro? You like Jacqueline uh, J- Brown, but Judy I actually Brown. the one that she introduced herself was uh, JB from Mississippi, which is even better. Jim Bean. So that way you could just call her Miss JB. <laughs> well, all right, I'm down. Whatever, let's make it work. You know what's worse? You know what's really bad about Southern people meeting each other in a small room like that? What's that? You start talking immediately about food. <laughs> <laughs> We're in there. Next thing you know, uh, she's over there bragging about how good she is making pies and certain other things. And I don't well, see it. I don't wait, see so any wait, of, if she's bragging about it and she's here either. today, where is it? This, I don't know. You can use the mic. You turn that mic I can't hear on. you through the glass. Yeah, I already warned her. I said, don't think the producers don't get dragged into this show. Because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's a whole I didn't know where the I was going to be doing it until late last night. About. So they didn't give me a heads up. It was well, late. Hey. We'll be here next Saturday at 7 o'clock. <laughs> 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 Are, are you, next weekend. Are you a very <laughs> honest person? Yes, of course she is. Why wouldn't she? Why would you ask She doesn't have that. Well, I really want to know hear. what she thinks about your uh, short and uh, scarf uh, Bro, my, ensemble. my outfit is on point. Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Diver down flag, a sky blue shirt, and shorts that I haven't seen since 1985. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the plaid, uh, like jams. Everybody is. Yeah, like, man. That every mad, an old Mad Beach surf shop used to sell exclusively. Wait, wait. All I gotta do is pop the collar. Oh my gosh! There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you got dressed in the dark and no. deck shoes. What oh you, my gosh! Jacqueline, help me out. You know he's like half prep, half prep. <laughs> they, they're busting on my shorts and shirt. <laughs> they're just jealous. Turn, you got jealous, baby. Don't worry about it. I love you. I love her. Je- love her. Which part of that is jealous? Because I'm man enough to wear it and you're not. Oh, yeah, whatever. I'm standard black T-shirt, camo shorts. And flip-flops. And flip-flops, so yeah. <laughs> Bill George is the one who's toned down today in the studio. I, I don't know. He's like going uh, ninja undercover or something. I, I'd never see you in drab colors. I, I I picked it out for Vince. Is that what it is? Why I did. would you pick it out for me? Because it messed with you. Oh, uh, okay. No Hawaiian shirt. Today. Yeah, no you, Hawaiian shirt. You can't get the. Wow. Uh, you hey. can't give him the uh, the uh, Magnum PI treatment. Last this weekend. weekend, I did sport a nice Hawaiian shirt. He was rocking that red Hawaiian shirt last weekend. I don't like that shirt. Why? I just I want to just. Why are we having a conversation about our outfits? It's an outdoor show. <laughs> that is true. Well, we wear this outdoors. All right. All right. I can understand. You know, he's got that kind of. I wore this to the beach. He's kind of got that FWC slash government official look today with his uh, olive drab shirt on, short sleeve, blue jeans, and boots boots on. So, yeah, he's got the FWC uh, official. Uh, what am I? I have no idea. This is called beachwear, brother. That's called laundry hamper. It's called beachwear. Laundry hamper. <laughs> 
Charlene, what's clean in there? Just see what's every, in the hamper. Every one of those things probably is all right, but just together, they're just, just not, not looking good. Well, you know what? It, if you look at it from a real fashion sense, there is some of this color shirt in, in the shorts. In, in the shorts. So thank uh, you. And the deck shoes thank have you. white soles, so they, uh, you know, they kind of go with the pocket lining. What Easter color is not in his shorts? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got a bag of Jordan almonds on your lap. I almost wore a pink polo shirt and popped the collar just for y'all. So welcome in, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are inside the studio today. Uh, again, we are alone. Fashion the, talk with Braden Gunn. In the entire building, there's no one here but us, us four. And uh, in case you're concerned, Diego is uh, staying at home because apparently in his day job, there was a couple of C-19 positives. So until his test results come back, he's uh, not allowed to be in the building. So yeah, we have, to, we have to punish him and put baby over in the corner. And he may be <laughs> like my son 14 days after you get a test. They still don't have your results back by that it's point. Been, it's been two weeks. It has been two weeks. It has weeks. been two weeks. Yeah, and I, and I never could understand that. I'm like, if you're not showing symptoms within the first, you know, couple of days, huh. maybe, uh, you know, you're not sick. My daughter never had any symptoms other than part of a day her taste buds weren't acting right. That's part, part of, of my day. every day. <laughs> that could be after eating a Hall's eucalyptus yeah. thing. I mean, it could be anything to make that work. Uh, going on today is a little bit of rain showers maybe this afternoon. It's going to be like it always has been. Welcome to Florida. I know that my uh, sister down in Victoria, Texas, they're getting prepared for their little tropical storm that's going to be barreling into uh, the coast of Tejas. Did it change to a hurricane last night? I don't know. I don't, I don't watch the news, so I have no idea. I just found out that there was another one over there somewhere around the, around the what is it, Gabriel, Giselle, uh, Gonzalez, something. There's another one somewhere down south, and um, so it is that time of year. And I would have to assume, after what happened back in March, that everybody's pretty much stocked up on toilet paper. And, you would hope, <laughs> and, and everybody's pretty much stocked up on everything else. Uh, you know, so I, I, I'm not expecting the shelves to be too empty when uh, we have a hurricane enter into the Gulf of Mexico. You know, these fools are going to run out anyways. Well, yeah, probably. I think you might be right about that. <laughs> I, I laugh at all these people. They're like, oh, what would happen if the electricity was out? What would happen to this? I'm like, I'd bust out all my propane stuff. It'd be like the Panfish Challenge. I'd be having biscuits. <laughs> I'd be having, okay. I, it's not going to bother me if the electricity's out for a little bit. No, the only thing that always scares me about that is I have that big giant, uh, my you know, my big freezer. And that's the only thing that, you know, you live on what's in the refrigerator, you know, so you can get it all, eat it slowly, keep it closed, that kind of thing. Trust me, uh, me and Tom, we were the only two people on our streets on the last hurricane, and that's the way I did it. But before the hurricane came, I went and bought like 10 bags of ice and put them, in my, top. Put them in my deep freezer. And after a week, I went out there just expecting, you know, the horror show that would be Still frozen. Still froze, man. I was like, yes! Just don't open it up. If you don't open it up, you're all right. Uh, yeah, it was all good. So, uh, you know, you just have to be prepared for it. Well. All that stuff. I do I do run a generator for that type of stuff and AC and... <laughs> No, I went old. Wow. I, I went old. I went Florida old school. Cranked open the windows and just let the sixty mile an hour breeze come on through and cool out the house. Nah. What? Yeah. Nah. But when that breeze stops, cool. 
That's when I would go out, get in the truck, start it up, <laughs> turn the air conditioner on, charge up the phone, relax, take a nap in the truck kind of thing. <laughs> that and then, that uh, may be fine during the hurricane, but once it stops, that was I don't after. know, it, it, after a hurricane goes through, there's always that stagnant, just seems like nothing's moving. Oh, yeah, that heavy moisture where you just like, Kind of like this you morning. Cut it with a knife. Day. Yeah. What is that? Oh, there's there's the, a hurricane. It, it is a hurricane. It's a hemicane. It's a hurricane. What is it? What's the name of that one there? It's going into Tejas? I don't know. What is it? Maybe she should call my sister and see what's going on there. She's right there in the mat, in the middle of it in Victoria. So she's going to get hit. Hopefully hopefully nothing bad, though. If I, I mean, know, if I know Nora, they're out at the ranch probably shooting guns and drinking beer going, hurricane party! You know, it's just the way she, <laughs> just the way she is. Them Texans, they don't care. You know, nope. She's out there, you know, doing her thing. But here on our uh, coast, it looks like it's going to be um, uh, maybe some rain showers going on a little bit later on. As they like to say, numerous showers, scattered thunderstorms this afternoon. Uh, highs will be in the lower 90s. East wind, uh, 5 to 10. Chance for rain, 70%. So it's going to be moist. Yeah. The word that every woman hates to hear. <laughs> Moist. I thought it was the other one. It's moist. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we can't say that one. It's going to mess up my hair. Ah, <laughs> uh, humidity it's 100%. Humidity. <laughs> it's 100% humidity outside. So uh, expect your air conditioner to literally be making a pool next to your house. Yeah. It'll be sucking it all out. All right. We're going to take a real quick break, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget, you can always call 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by JE5 Feeding Outdoors. and Brandon Ford. Stay right down. Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill George, and some cute girl from Mississippi sitting over there on the other side of the glass. And uh, we're uh, sitting here in the studio today uh, outside of the uh, realm of the environmental issues that are going on outside the window today where everything is wet and no moist and it's going to be one of those one of those days. I will say this. That a good friend of mine uh, who used to work here at the station years ago, Brenda Fox, she's over on the East Coast now. I saw her post, um, she went to Disney World on Monday of this past week. I think there might have been 500 people there. Wow. I have never seen it that empty unless it was us as the morning show going in there at 3, 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> it was just empty. No one. Because nobody wants to, I mean, think about it. I mean, with everything going on, you got to get all hazmatted up to walk around Disney World. I ain't worried about that part of it. This would be the optimum time to get out there and go do that bass fishing thing out on the lake. You got the whole place to yourself, dude. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You'd be hauling in some nice fish, man. That'd be <laughs> the way to do it. That'd be go out there, you know, get one of those pontoony jobbers, get that guide out there, and you're hauling in left and right. That'd be awesome. <laughs> well, I'd turn my my boss, he was trying to get out there to Disney, and he couldn't even get a reservation. It was like way out before he could even 
get into the park. So that must be what they're limiting it back to. Because people can't, you you can't get in. She got in, got in, no problem. Easy peasy, man. Her and her son went over there and spent the whole day. Yeah, but did they do that like day one or a month before they open and make a reservation? I don't know. They were there on Monday. Hey. I just posted pictures, bro. Want, we don't know all the info. I'm going to details. I'm just saying, I, I if guess you I try right her. now to go go there, <clears throat> you really, you really, it's I don't, challenging. I don't, I'm not talking about the park. I'm talking about going fishing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about going out there and going fishing. It'd be even nicer if they'd open it up for turkey hunting because there's a ton of them out there. There's a cabillion mm, of them out there. Yeah, Disney, uh, no. That won't happen. Every time. I take that back way in, man. They're lined up on the side of the road going, hi, it's a small world. Yep. <laughs> and I'm going, shut up. Don't make me run off this road. Yeah, oh, I'd, sorry. One year, my buddy, he was, for you. Yeah, he sure. was guiding and was having a hard time putting his customer on a on Osceola and I'm driving down through Disney area, and there they are strutting on the side yep. of the road. Yep. So I'm taking pictures of them and sending them to them. Hey, I found a, big old, I found a big old flock of them here for you, man. Get over here quick. That'd be all she wrote. Well, uh, speaking of fishing and rule changes and everything else like that, if you haven't uh, seen it, the FWC has approved the draft changes to the flounder regulations, something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, in July, of course, the FWC met up and – Went over some of the things, and we kind of talked about it, and uh, it seems like now they're going to go. I, I know it goes from draft and then goes to where it, it, voting. Right now, what they did is approve the draft language that says basically they're going to cut the amount of harvest in half by 50% of what you're allowed to keep and then move the, sl- the, the, the size, size limit, limit from yeah. 12 to 14, further reducing your ability to keep a fish. And that could, uh, for once, it actually includes... Don't shake rec- your head, Vince. I, I heard your comments in support of it. And, <laughs> it actually includes uh, recreational and commercial. You're so. such a jerk. Uh, <laughs> but it's going to reduce the uh, recreational bag limit from 10 to 5 per person. Ridiculous. It's going to establish a closure in November. Which some people are unhappy with. Just for recreational, commercial. Oh, yeah, still commercial fishermen, you can still catch. You can still go out there. If you uh, if you have a established commercial trip with a vessel limit of 150 flounder when using uh, allowable gear for all the months outside of November, and also establish a November commercial trip and vessel limit of 50 pounds when using allowable gear, extended all FWC flounder regulations all the way into federal waters, and the commission also directed staff to continue working with the industry on flounder bycatch in federal. How do you bycatch on flounder? So they're worried about the recreational guy only getting 10 to 5 fish. But you can go out and commercially harvest 150. Well, well, gotta, so why are their numbers not going down, but ours have to go down? you got to have grocery stores and fish stores. You know what? No. I don't care. No. Go, go catch your own. No. No, see the there's a lot of people the commercial and half fishermen. the time if there's no commercial no. freaking oh, flounder here. Oh, it's all from China. Listen, all the flounder's not from this here. This is the man who not too long ago called them weekend warriors. They are weekend warriors. <laughs> I'm a weekend warrior. I want to fish. No, you I want to bring fish home. No, you don't. You can't say you that. You supported a closure. You can't say that to the point to where. 
There are a lot of people who don't want to get out and go get icky catching but fish. But if they're buying uh, fish in the grocery store, dude, it's from China, Bangladesh. It's from all over the world. It's uh, not from the Gulf of Mexico. Maybe you should look for labels. I do. Every time I go, and they're well, never from here, ever. Did encur- encourage well, others do to do shop? the same. Dude, I go to Publix. I go to Winn-Dixie. I go to every grocery store. When I look at fish, it is not from Florida. Never. Well, the only time you're you going to get Florida fish is going to be from the fish market. Why aren't you supporting your local I fish market? I do go to the fish, fish market, market. but it not, sometimes it's not convenient <laughs> at 8 o'clock at night to go to the fish market because they close at 5. That is true. Okay. They do close. So sometimes you have to go swing in and uh, you know pick up some cod. Yeah. Or pollock. <laughs> well, the, the, <laughs> or, or the thing is, commercial fishermen do play a vital role in a lot, getting access to the fish for the people who can't get there themselves. But my point is... We're getting penalized for no, ten it, fish it to five fish, and they oh, can still go yeah. out and get one hundred and fifty. Reduce your harvest by f- over half because when you put in the size limit increase and you take half the fish, you're essentially t- reducing the the access by more than fifty percent. I right. look at I look at it this way: in all the years that I actually went out and targeted flounder, I think at the most I ever kept was probably five. You know, I just tend. I just didn't need ten. I mean, I'm saying me personally. Yeah, I'm not saying right. what anybody else does, but for me, I don't think I ever went out and probably caught more than five. But that's that, because that I that's because you turn around and looked at what you wanted to eat fresh at that time. That's true. Versus what you wanted to freeze and and I don't save like to freeze fish. Correct. It's never the same. No. And and you know, you turn around and you look at people up north or something like that. They catch fish and then. Freeze it. You go out there, catch a bunch of walleye. Make a trip to the Great Lakes, catch a bunch of walleye. Freeze them, bring them back home. Catch a bunch you of what? Walleye. Oh, okay. Now I've tried every uh, conceivable. The vacuum pack. Uh, put them in a thing of water. You know all the tricks. Of the tra- and they're just. It's not the same. No, it's not. It, it's it's just not the same. The, so you know, I, I'm one of those guys who goes out, gets what I needed for the day, and then uh, go home. Sure. You know, and then so five. Sorry, Vince. Five I've never, I've never five, took five home myself either. Five seems like a reasonable one. I, I, dude, I know that people that, you know, they get one. Or, you know, you catch one out of the, you know, dragging a shrimp across the bottom. And you're like, oh, cool, I'll keep this one for dinner and then throw the other, you know, stuff back or whatever it is. I mean, truly the only time I kept the flounder, because that's my mom's favorite fish. So I would keep flounder for her. Other than that, I I don't really catch them. I don't like them. You, you don't like the flavor of I don't like I don't like flying them. They're a pain in the butt. They are a pain, but uh, they are delicious. But I find that in restaurants and stuff, they seem to ruin it quite a bit because they always stuff it with something. Stuffed crab meat flounder. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's like oh, yeah, this shrimp is really delicious. I wish I could taste that flounder, but it's all good. And going back to your earlier comment, Mr. Bill George. <laughs> I supported the closure because it was right after Red Tide. <laughs> no. Yes. It doesn't matter. It red does Tide matter. or Red no, Red Tide. It didn't impact it, the fishery. It did. Uh, did you not see all the dead fish? Not what here. fish? How many trout, redfish, and snook did you see dead? How uh, quite many? Quite a few, actually. Quite How a few. many? I didn't physically go out and go one, oh, two, three. It was seas of dead uh, Little bitty fish. So the only ones you saw were on the news from around Sarasota. No, and I actually like saw some over in Terra Verde. I saw some over 
at the point over in St. Pete here. I've seen them all over the place. I want to see the pictures that you took of them. You were so devastated by what you saw. I was so devastated I forgot to take a picture. Is that what it was? You were yeah. so traumatized? Yeah. Couldn't get your pocket open. Hey guys, get your pocket. I hate you guys. I don't know why. I even oh, no, no, no. That I get up on a Saturday morning to get Living this. the water life You're segment. the one who brought it up. You know what? You know, in the words of the illustrious Skip Mahaffey, don't bring a stick that they can beat you with. <laughs> Okay, that's all I'm saying. Thanks, Skip. If you're going to go out there, I mean, I I saw the same thing you did on the news and things like that, but I didn't see it in Tampa Bay. And going out fishing with Captain Little during the uh, red tide pandemic that was going on full force and wiping out everything. <laughs> Here we are. We had like a 70 snook day, not counting the trout and other fish that we caught while we were out there. Oh. So, you know, uh, say what you want to. And that was closest down to the Skyway. That was on that side of the bay. I looked at this down the- I stand behind my words, and I was I was good for the closure because it helped. Now I'll open it back up. Oh, no, no. Open no. it back Once up Once we now. get a closure, getting it back, they— It's they, impossible, yeah. man. Once you give them the go-ahead, it's all—that's the thing you have to realize. that Once you go, you know, it's, it's best for everybody. It's the best for—look at the mask situation here. Once you open that Pandora's box, you know, you know if you walk into uh, your local grocery store looking for your Chinese import flounder with no mask on, you're a Nazi. <laughs> you, sir, are killing us all because of your selfishness. Turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> Time for a break. It certainly is. Get Vince off the ropes. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> We're going to take a quick one, you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We are brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right there. It's going to get ugly. Welcome back, everybody. It is a big and wild outdoors. Brendan Gunn, Vince Noble, Bill, George. Jonathan's listening at home. Going crazy. Us. Going crazy. And uh, we uh, we love him and we miss him, that's for sure. And we're just hoping he gets better. That's all we want him to do. Stay home and fix it. Get it fixed. Then, I'm in the hot seat, Jonathan. Then do I got whatever. you covered. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Jonathan's here, the I? one that's usually getting beat up on. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's just I got you, brother. It's good. <laughs> That's just because we like the color red, uh, the shade of red that he turns when we get in. <laughs> and then he just kind of shuts down. You don't want to get me shut up. You know what? I'm done. <laughs> so it works that way. Uh, welcome in, everybody. We were talking a little bit about the uh, the changes that the FWC is making towards the uh, flounder. But the good news is, is that the other species that I'm sure they'll be targeting here shortly is, of course, the one that everybody says they're out there catching, which is the mangrove snapper and all the other good fish that everybody else can catch. So look for that to be coming up on an agenda soon. Pretty soon they're going to regulate greenbacks. You can only get so many for bait. Dude, they already tried that. 
Jeez. Listen, they're, listen. They've already tried that to regulate, you know, that we're, uh, you know, taking all the bait fish off that, of everywhere. That, and that is what was the majority of the stuff that was dead was the small bait fish. And if anything needed regulating, we should have turned around and done that because most people just catch those and let them die in their live well. That's right. And they get eaten up by, uh, you know, things like, uh, oh, I don't know, fish and birds, you know, the other predatory critters out there. Unless, of course, they were big, giant blue runners, and my uh, friend's mom always wanted them because she'd fry them, and they were delicious, <laughs> which is crazy. Uh, but plenty of bluegills still out there. I know a lot of people are still out there targeting and going out and doing a lot of fishing because uh, there's really not much to do. Uh, a lot of places still closed. Summer's not quite over, and I think my kids got an extension. I think they got almost an extra uh, two weeks was it? Two weeks or yeah. so of summer, so... Um, in a one hand, they're going, yay! And they're like, well, you know what I mean? School's going to be two weeks longer. Whoa, whoa. Are, they, are they doing homeschool this year? Or are they doing, like, classroom? Or no, what my, are they doing? My kid's school is going to be opening. Really? Yeah. Because they don't open, they're going to be closing. Because they're a private school. Yeah, school. it's a small, very small school. There's not a lot of students there. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, they don't, uh, if they don't open, then they're not going to stay open. Even so. with virtual, they can't stay open? Uh, that's kind of hard with teachers and all that stuff. They got to pay people, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, without sucks. without tuitions and people going there, uh, you know. So, so if we're going to turn around and all these people elect to start e-learning their kids instead of going to school, are we going to shut down a bunch of schools and sure. and give the taxpayers back the land? You know, turn you it. Know, into that's not going to happen. What? No. You mean government shrink? <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not gonna happen, man. It's not gonna. You, do that. you think they're gonna give you a discount on your taxes? No, for not needing okay. to run the AC all the okay. time. No, and you know, I I understand that uh, they'll probably do what they normally do, and like with the Florida lottery money, it started off as a good thing, and then everybody's going, well, what are we doing with the eighty-six billion dollars? Uh, and schools don't have air conditioners, so uh, you know it is what it is, but. Uh, let's go to the phones this morning. We have our first caller, a voice that may sound familiar to you. I think it is the docile tones of our friend, Glenn Kenman. Is that you, Glenn? Glenn Bueller? You got, you got him turned D- up in you there? You got potted up? I got to make sure you turn that thing on in there. Are you there? You there? I don't know. The light? Oh, wait. How about now? Hey! Yes. Take the and y'all sound way off in the distance, but that's all right. I mean, that's what you're used to anyway, being off in the distance. <laughs> Good morning to you, too. I'm out there. I'm out there. That's because we're way over here and you're way over there. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, what are you Yeah, doing? I heard you bitching about getting out and doing a little bluegill. My father-in-law called me this morning, or last night, actually, and uh, invited me up this morning because he was on a big bluegill bed up on Lake Panasofsky, and I was like, man, I got to work. <laughs> so. He just called to rub it in, but man, what a good weekend to get out and do some fishing. Yeah, before the so, storms roll in in the afternoons, but so, yeah, sure, do it now. So is Courtney or anybody going to ride up? Uh, that's negative. Uh, what? No, they, they won't be making it up there. You know, she's a working girl too now, so uh, uh, we won't be making it. But he did invite me. I could come up on a rain check and come up either this evening or tomorrow. But if I come up this evening, it'll probably be most likely a rain check. But... Yeah. Now, now I got to ask you: uh, Are these are to be added to whatever you're hoarding now? Because uh, you still got to have fish left over from the panfish challenge, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep those. Uh, <laughs> keep those up, collected up until uh, February, and of course we use them for a wild game cookout and uh, 
but in the meantime, I try to add as much as I can when I can, and um, it definitely sounded like they were on a pretty good-sized bluegill bed yesterday because he said it wore him out, and he had a pile of fish to clean this morning, so uh, or he was going to clean them today. I guess he probably went out to add to it. But That's why he wanted yeah, you to come up there, Bill, to help him clean them. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. We had electric knife to get it done, but yeah, they uh, – you know, there's a group of guys up there, you know, them retirees that are enjoying what life's supposed to be about, and that's doing what you want to do when you want to. And uh, they went out and got on them yesterday. And uh, so, you know, he should, he should have a couple extra hands to help well, clean them up. Well, Glenn, I got a question for you. You know, we were talking earlier about trying to store fish, and I know at the um, Wild Game Cookout, those fish are mighty tasty. And how do you how do you store them to keep them keep them feeling fresh? Well, as a young person, uh, my dad and them always we always collected and saved our milk jugs, and then whenever we would catch a bunch of fish, you know that we'd always freeze them in ice water. You know, just build, cut the top out of the jug and stick it in there with a fill about two thirds full of water and let it freeze up because it seemed like the water always kept it sealed and and it just kept it fresher it just that's how i do it but now you know i don't use the milk jugs i just get the gallon ziploc bags when i clean them up and you know put so many in each bag that way it gets enough water around and to seal them up and that's a that to me is the secret you know i freeze dried some fish before you know vacuum seal them and and they that, that works too but it's just something about just freezing them in water uh that makes them stay fresher to me Okay. Yeah, that's the best way I've heard, especially for for those type of fish. Um, oily fish uh, seem to freeze a little bit better, like when you vacuum pack them, like kingfish or mullet and stuff like that. Uh, they don't seem to do as well when you do them in water. But it's still not the same, though. Oh well, no, it's a little softer, but it doesn't matter because with it's a little bluegill like that, and uh, once Glenn batters them up and fries them up good. They got those little crispy edges on them, man. They're just like I tell you perfect. what, he makes the best fish. They're perfect. Glenn, you do. You make the best fried fish. Because you use one of those Cajun fryers, man. Those things are awesome, man. I yeah. mean, they really work. I could have used yeah. you and uh, your Cajun fryer up there at G5 the other day when we did the alligator seminar to fry up some of that gator we had. Yeah, was you able to keep up with the demand? Uh the the thing was this we didn't have we didn't uh, have a fryer there, so we weren't able to fry it fry it on the spot. I was so disappointed. Yeah. So I left at the right time. Yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah. You could have went and got <laughs> peanut oil. Thanks for helping out, Vince. Nobody told me. I don't got it. Nobody told me. So I'm not a rocket And, and G five is working to get some more Cajun fryers in because they've sold what they had on the floor. Yeah, those, those fryers are really uh, definitely a, a good thing to have. You know, the only the only downside is when you have to clean them up and get rid of or restore. You know, I take that oil after I use it. You know, with those fryers like that, that they don't burn the grease or the oil, and uh, so I recycle it. I'll I'll let it cool off and drain it, and then the other thing I do is a friend of mine showed me years ago is you put it in the freezer and you just freeze it. Well, is that is that the thing to do? I don't know, but it works, so I don't You're freezing oil. Freeze oil or just leave it. <laughs> I don't know if there's an expiration date for it or not. Well, if you, if you do that, you think about that. If you do it, then all the impurities will go to the bottom, which is a good thing. And, uh, you know, it gives it time to settle. And peanut oil really doesn't go bad unless you scorch it really bad or catch it on fire or something. 
I mean, why can't you use it over and over and over again? Oh, you can. It's just I've never heard of freezing it. Well, I'll have to I look mean. that up. But when yeah, the oil like Yeah, freezing oil. But uh, that's what Dave always does, and, you know, he's been doing it for 50 years. So I figured he must know what he's talking about. So, so. I guess the fish doesn't get greasy from the oil? What? What are you talking no. about? Like the oil soak into the fish meat? No, dude. He's freezing the oil separately <laughs> oh, from the fish, not in the I meat. Oh, was, my gosh. I, it just sounded like he was freezing. The, 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 never mind. You know what, Glenn? Just start over. <laughs> just, 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 All right. Excuse me. I'm like, what? Hold on, man. That's what, what happen, this. that's what happens when you're trying to do a radio show with your mouth, but with your fingers, you're trying to text somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah, I just also want to say, too, uh, you know, I was up there at G5 yesterday, and it was good again to see uh, those uh, those special wicked lights that are there. Um, but uh, Brayton, you told me they sold several of them. So you know what? That's a great that's a great tool to have in your uh, arsenal of outdoor experience is those lights. And uh, I'm glad to see that. But I was kind of disappointed. I was walking on the floor, and man, I, I tell you all, the, the carts that I looked at three days ago are now gone. That seems to be a hot item. It's golf carts and UTVs. So. And fishing equipment Out. and firearms and ammunition and everything else. The, the, I mean, it's crazy. He was telling the Braden was telling the story the other day. A guy come in, saw a gun he liked, hemmed hawed about it, and the he didn't buy it. The guy right behind him, as soon as he stepped away from the counter, says, I want that. Yeah. And the guy was like, ah. Because he literally was sitting there. He told me later, he was like, I was sitting standing behind this guy going, Don't buy it, please don't buy it, don't buy it, don't buy it, don't buy it, please don't buy it. <laughs> and the guy went, well, I got to go home and think about it. And as soon as he walked two feet away, the guy walked there and goes, I'll take that one. Yeah, <laughs> they, just, uh, I mean, that's the way it is. Mentally, yeah. He mentally talked that guy right out of it. You're darn right he did. He was sitting there going, you don't want that. You don't want it. You don't want it. You don't want it. Keep going. Get out. I want to get out. Please don't buy it. Well, Glenn, thanks for the phone call, man. We got to take a break. Get out there. If you get a chance, get out early and go do some fishing this afternoon, man. Yeah, we'll see what today brings. But, uh, all right, guys, good show. We'll, we'll talk to y'all later. See you, Glenn. All right, see you. All right, Glenn Kimmon right there, man. Missing out on fishing because he got to work. That's what working men do. All right, we're going to take a quick one, you guys. Stay right there where you are. We're brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. They got sales going on. They got trucks over there. Vince is thinking about getting a new one, Brooksy. So uh, look for him to be running around over there. And then, of course, we're also brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors. Go check out them Wicked Lights today. Here we go, Big and Wild Outdoors, Braden, Vince, and Bill, and um, in the studio today. <laughs> Love this song. <laughs> do you really? I do. I don't know. I'm a big fan. I mean, it was all right, but, you know, the original was pretty good. Okay. The original. I'm not going to argue with you. During the break, Bill George was asking me about the <laughs> mini lobster season, and yes, we have conflicting reports. Uh, the one, I uh, had a couple guys came into G5 the other day, and they were planning on going down there, and they're like, uh, you know, they, they're wanting to close it. Everybody's screaming to close it because of C-19. And, you know, I'm like, really? you got to wear a mask when you're underwater? I don't know. Well, you kind of are wearing a mask underwater. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, and there's a big filter there, you know, maybe 19 feet of water separating you between that and breathable air. So, yeah, sure. Um, but he was, a lot of people were saying that, well, well, I think what I heard is they're going to – 
close all the boat ramps, uh, you know, down on Key Largo, Isla Mirada, all the way down to Marathon. I mean, it's every all the boat ramps are going to be closed. And then, so the only place you could put in for would be at any place that already has an established, like a resort or a fishing area would be the only place you could go out of was one of the reports. And then, and then I said, do you, do you know how many people live down there on the water who have boat ramps? They're going to make a boatload of money. You mean kind of like Strawberry Festival parking? Yes. <laughs> Everybody who has a couple <laughs> square feet in their front yard. Yeah, have, their, cars, have, have, their, have their kids stand out there and says, launch your boat, $25. I mean, seriously, you know, for many lobster season, there'll be, there'll, be, there'll be cars parked all over A1A. I mean, they'll be everywhere. But from what I understand and what I've heard is now they've backed off of it and it is going to go through. Well, there was a request in to FWC to do a closure on the lobster season, of which FWC said, you know, and that, that was coming more down from the the Keys, Almorada, you know, the the counties down there and saying, hey, let's we want mini lobster season. Let's close it down. And FWC was like, lobster season's more than just the Keys. Lobster season's the state of Florida. You know, you could go out here and sure lobster um and they're like that we're not going to close it because of the keys and then there was concerns over what they were hearing of the boat ramp closures that the counties were going to work to restrict access but if you don't want tourists what what difference does it make if they're coming down there to lobster and get out on the water or coming down to sit at a resort? If you don't want tourists, the, at the beginning sure. of the this COVID thing, they shut down the Keys. If you weren't a resident, you didn't get in. You weren't even allowed to go down. Okay. So what difference? That, why are you why are you punishing somebody because they're lobstering versus going down there to go sail fishing? Uh, and you know or, uh, that makes sense. A lot of people that I know that go down there, they either uh, they 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 camp. They're not around other people. They're in their own little campsites. And then if you are staying at a resort or a hotel or whatever, what's, what's the difference between that and staying at uh, some roadside hotel here? I mean, it, yeah. it's no big deal. Um, and I don't see a lot of people. I mean, there's corralling around and people having parties and stuff. But I think people are smart enough to kind of stay in their own group. They're or, not smart enough. Or whoever they're yeah, going to be around. They're not smart they're enough. They're in the same boat. They may be smart enough, but they're not doing it. <laughs> I'm just saying that you have, for the vast majority of people, you are literally, quote, to be quoted, is you're in the same boat. I mean, if you and yeah. I are all going, you're going to be around the same people the, the entire time. It's only a couple of days for the mini season. You remember. Right, but you remember, look at all the restaurants and, and bars that are serving food. Drive down the beach and go to any restaurant. It's packed. Well, if you want to keep people, if you want to keep people out of those places, then you know what you do. Close them. Close them. True. How about that? I mean, True. Rick Christman would have no problem with that if he <laughs> was running the keys. He'd be like, Ah, we want to keep humans out of here. Close everything. And then everybody would sit in their own little groups, and uh, the FWC would have one heck of a time trying to catch everybody who has their limit of lobsters, not counting the ones that were already on the grill. Yeah, you know. Oh, no, we have our limit. They're over there in the cooler. Well, what are these over here on the grill? Uh, that was yesterday. We, we, we found those. Those, those, those were donated. Are, those are already here. Uh, those are last year's lobsters. Last year's, yeah, we had them packed in water and brought them in. And, and <laughs> did, didn't you listen to Big and Wild? Yeah. Plants said put them in water. We brought them down. Milk jugs full of lobster tails, man. That's what we did. We thawed them out on the drive down. It's all good. But I, I just hope, I mean, that really pumps in 
millions, multiple millions of dollars just in those two days, man. For, for people who are financially devastated down there, you know, a lot of these businesses are, they need people. They, you, you take one of those biggest surges that, that is down there and you shut it down, yeah, you, you're going to turn around and, and help your COVID numbers, I'm sure. Yeah. But at the same point is you're killing it. And what happens, this, this is what happens all the time as far as I'm concerned. You keep killing the small businesses and the small mom and pops and the big businesses who have the money to withstand it sure. just get bigger. Yeah, and then they take over everything. Next thing you know, every one of those little mom and pops has now, uh, you know, got some big corporate name on the front yeah. of it because they want to get. They've been trying for years to get that piece of property in the keys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what gets me is that you know I, I follow um, a group on uh, social media that uh, is all about the springs and people going all over the springs around the state of Florida and swimming and doing all that. What's the big difference? There's there's hundreds and hundreds of people showing no, up. No, no, no. They're these talking springs. about somebody's wanting to protect Wikiwachi and once the springs closed. Well, that I mean, all the other ones that are around are open to the public. People are still going out there kayaking, swimming, snorkeling. Dude, when you're doing that, you're more likely to be in a smaller confined area than somebody who's down there trying to find the best spot to get lobsters. You're not like, uh, you know, snuggling up to the boat next to you going, you guys catch anything over here? I uh, go swim around over by you guys. Uh, you know, you're trying to find your own spot and get out there and do your thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't see where it's that big of a problem. Seriously. The, the springs are kind of an issue, though. Have you ever been out to one lately? Uh, no. There are way too many people. Whoa, they are whoa, tearing. Whoa. They are tearing the springs up. Really? So, tearing them up. Why would they be there? Because there's nothing else to do, Vince. Well, you know what? Open everything something. else up, and they'll move somewhere else. Exactly. Well, good. Let them. Let them go because they they're tearing them up. What do you mean tearing them up? Give me people an example. Are, of people tearing are them pigs, up. man. They garbage. Garbage everywhere. The spring will flush it away. Sure, it'll end up in the uh, golf. You'll be fine. Yeah. There's no way what you guys is there. <laughs> There's no, no win. No, 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 no. How about this? Why this don't you be the, uh, the Karen the of the I, world and sit there and scream at everybody and go, hey, man, why don't you pick that up? Hey, oh, well, I do yell at I got no problem yelling at somebody. Pick this, up your crap. This is Vince's thing. We got a problem. Let's let's close it. We need we need to shut down access. I didn't say shut it down, man. <laughs> this is, we're going to – Big Sugar is going to get – you know, I understand what you mean, and you're correct. You're going to get a new nickname. Human beings, the closure, have a tendency to uh, <laughs> make things, uh, you know, extremely yeah. bad. I, I never could growing up here, uh, you know, for fifty billion thousand years. I, I just, I, I'd swim out to the island to go fish, and somehow or another, you know, there's a pile of diapers over behind a mangrove bush somewhere. Really, you brought them in. You couldn't take the time to they you know, were heavier pack them back out. out. Well, yeah, they were heavier. No, beer bottles, all that stuff. You know, all, it, it seems like they make it all right as long as you put it in a pile. If it's and, in and a pile, it's okay. But you know, if you just throw them all over the place, you no, know, willy nilly, you no, know, they just put all the bottles and diapers all. In it a makes pile it easier somewhere. for the the government to come pick it up. Oh, for is you. that what it is? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, yes. you're waiting I mean, for you're, the other guy. The last time I went down Rainbow River, I had this group of people in front of me i'm not going to categorize them but she's out there smoking her cigarettes and just ping yeah i'm like dang it woman i said quit smoking on the did you say river yes i said a few other words too (laughs) but i can't say those here should have told her she should have got a vape pen or something that way you know you don't have to worry about 
you know, flicking your butt. God, I was so part. irritated. It's like, and of course, you know, I would just let me go pick up cigarette butts, put them in a the bag. Why am I doing that? Well, because you're a nice guy. Well, you Same didn't reason return I pick them up. to her until she lost them. <laughs> I should have. Ma'am, you dropped these? <laughs> <laughs> go put them in her car, just throw them in the interior. It's all good. It's probably for the same reason that once I get started, it's like an obsession. I got to find out what I can get. When uh, me and the kids would go down Gandy and go try to pull fishing gear and stuff yeah. out of the mangroves and out of the rocks and out of the beaches and all that stuff, and you're like, well, here's a little here. Well, I can't leave that over there. I can't just take this. Oh, you 10 pick up feet. this little fishing line over here. Yeah, and there's and like then, thirty feet over there. And then next yeah. thing you know, you see more and more and more, and you're like, "Well, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't pick it all up." So you know, let's go ahead and just get it all. And, people have made me hate people. And then uh, next thing you know, you got a five gallon bucket full of uh, fishing line. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> it's like, uh, and you did your part. I mean, but you got to draw the line somewhere. You're like, we can't cover all the mangroves. I still would like to have the market on the. Uh, on the flip-flop market. Because somewhere, somehow, somewhere, there's about 1.7 million people that only have one flip-flop because the rest <laughs> of them are on Wheaton Island or out on the beach or yes, on sir. Binti Davis. Maybe, or maybe you should se- start selling just one. You can buy exactly. just a left or just a right. I'll replace You know what? If I'll you collect them the all flip-flop. up and go, hey, I found your flip-off. If it's lost, if you can describe it, you can get it back. Start That's too much like work. I don't want people stinky. F- no, man, I'm good. It'd be the found flip-flop page. That would be awesome. Somebody's got to start that. It'd be a million-dollar idea. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the top <laughs> of the hour. Big and wild outdoors. Hour number two is right around the corner. We're brought to you by G5 Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay right there where you are.